Busy Birds. Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Did you know by 2025, scientists say that there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish? Our guest today is the president and CEO of Captain Planet Foundation. She has helped the organization successfully launch Project Learning Garden, the Institute for K-12 Science, Project Euro, EcoSTEM Resource Kids, as well as co-founded the Ocean Euro Bootcamp, together with Lonely Whale and Point Break Foundation. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Lisa Carter-Jones. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You're most welcome. So Lisa, how did your sustainable journey actually start? Well, I mean, it really started back in college when I got, I walked into a National Organic health food store in Portland, Oregon, and I had no idea that places like that existed. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so fascinated by all of the things that were provided by the earth that were not manufactured. And um, it was really mind blowing to me because, you know, I had grown up, my mom gardened, we camped. I had become a vegetarian at, at the age of 12, mostly because I all of a sudden made the connection between animals and meat. But I never thought about the environment broadly. I never really thought about sustainability broadly. You know, it was a different generation. And that was just mind-blowing to me. And so I began reading about herbalism and, and got just really interested in it. And so that that really sort of began my my projection in, into the work. And you've done some amazing work, I might add. One of those things that you are actually doing also is that you are working with Captain Planet. Can you tell us a little bit more about what exactly Captain Planet do? Sure. So Captain Planet, the foundation is just about three decades old now, and its entire focus has been on um, engaging and empowering youth and becoming change makers, um, both for their local environment and communities, as well as for the global environment and communities. And we are an interesting organization in that we sit really at the nexus between um, environment and conservation groups, formal K-12 education and informal education groups, and youth empowerment. And so we spend a lot of our time working in partnership with other organizations to bring youth and youth empowerment programs to bear on their educational objectives or on their um, priority ecosystems or species groups. And yeah, I love it. I love the work because I think generationally, like these, especially this generation, this uh, this Gen Z group, as they're calling them, they are fascinating to me. They are so thought forward. They are so filled with information and their curiosity and desire to engage in real transformation is so authentic and so strong. They're extremely interesting to work with. They're inspiring on a daily basis. And, um, you know, we just run as fast as we can to keep up with them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
my goodness. I can just imagine like, you know, of all of the stuff that I've seen recently, it's just phenomenal. And to also bring it like to Captain Planets and like, you know, all of the kids that you guys have helped. I mean, that is tremendous. I looked at some of the figures as well. And the number was like children impacted was like 10 million that's a lot. That is like most probably some of those kids are going to be the next mayors, the next senators, even hopefully the next presidents. And, you know, to be able to help them from a young age is extremely valuable. I agree. And I think we're already starting to see the benefit of that as the as millennials move into positions of power, the ones who grew up on the television show on that Saturday morning cartoon called Captain Planet, the Planeteers, who see the world through that lens during those really formative years, it helped to craft their understanding of how things work, how it how it could work and 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 when things are going wrong or sideways and, and need young people and superpowers to step in in order to to fix it and to be part of the solution making. And it's really fun to meet them now out because you know, we'll meet, you know, new general managers of different organizations and they're like, oh, my God, Captain Planet, I love that so much, you know, and, and it's great because, you know, they're doing the work that they're doing and they are engaging with us because because 30 years ago, the, the show made a, a massive difference in their lives. And, and our programs have continued to do that for the last three decades. And it's it, it's just been wonderful. It's just a wonderful organization. And you guys are working on some really, really cool programs as well. Like now, together with the Lonely Whale and Point Break Foundation, you guys have founded the Ocean Hero Boot Camp. So what exactly is that boot camp? So Ocean Heroes Boot Camp, there are two things. There's the boot camp and then there's the network. And the boot camp itself is a three-day event where we bring in activated youth around the single-use ocean plastics crisis. And we train them in skills for building the best campaigns for transformation that they can build based on local needs and what's most important, where they are, and also what's happening globally. So, for example, the first boot camp was last year, it was 2018 in New Orleans. Another one of our partners is the UN Environment Program, also Algalita, Five Gyres the Ocean Project, OceanWise. I mean, there's 11 other NGOs working in the ocean health and youth empowerment space that have all come together in this radical collaboration to provide this opportunity. And so we teach them how to pitch. We teach them how to campaign. We teach them about the science that underlays their ability to make an argument for transformation and change in their communities. And then we support their campaigns with small grants and a a toolkit online at Ocean Heroes HQ that lets them implement campaigns and gives them models of policy language or models of corporate behavior change or models of personal behavior change pledges and things like that that other youth have successfully employed. So they can see, oh, this was another young person who was passionate about this work. They were successful at this work. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to adapt it so that it makes sense for my world, my community. And I'm going to you know, take another step forward on behalf of the broader community in order to solve this ocean crisis. And it is a crisis. I say that word very specifically. You know, there are just unbelievable statistics that 
frame the need for this one that we use a lot. And that just blows my mind that by 2050, there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish. And that is startling and stunning or that we see plastics in fish, no matter where in the ocean, what depth the microplastics are in their systems already, which means they've become part of our food chain. So some of the kids come at it because they're passionate about the species. Some kids come at it because they're passionate about the oceans and surfing and they keep getting slapped in the face with chip wrappers. And some kids come at it because they're passionate about food chain and and longevity of the earth as a whole. And this is, it's like rocket fuel when you bring them together and they get to collaborate and they get to share ideas and they get to implement meaningful campaigns so that they know that they are involved in change making. Wow, that's fantastic. And I think it is really important to have that whole campaigning background, because if you look at a lot of successful, whether it is a module or, you know, a campaign strategy or anything, when you look at the data, the values and the interest of these people, you kind of need to meet them somewhere. And, you know, I think it's really important that even though if you're very passionate about something, you know, to kind of also uh, present it on a level where someone else won't just see data and statistics, but that it will really resonate with them. And it was Sir David Attenborough that said that, you know, we need to connect with nature. And only then, you know, I can't remember the exact quote word by word, but yeah, it's it's basically when you connect with nature, that's kind of when you, when you would appreciate it you know so for me that's that's really fantastic and I think it's very crucial and that will kind of help these youngsters to just go global and to just make even more change that's exactly right and the it is a universal truth the our connection to the oceans and so it's not hard for kids to find themselves there to find passion there and to want to be a part of uh, the solution And so, yeah, so the campaign, the boot camp brings them together and then the network keeps them connected to each other, sharing best practices and bringing other youth into the conversation through the online platform where they can also make meaningful change based on what they're passionate about. For example, we're launching this summer also a partnership with the World Sailing Organization and World Sailing Trust. So they have 159 countries. All of those affiliate countries teach youth how to sail a million a year. And they are passionate about the waters. Obviously, they're sailing on the waters. They're seeing the problem every day. And they want to have plastic-free sailing events. And so how do you engage those youth in aggressively pursuing the achievement of that goal, regardless of the developmental stage of that particular uh, country? or sailing organization, but just saying, look, we're going to draw a line, we're going to make a hard line, and we're going to sort this out. So it's exciting to see how other groups are already coming forward to say, look, we've got kids, they want to get involved, they want to be a part of this. How can we become a part of this network that's already so strong and it's just two years in? There is just so many youth that is making noise and trying to bring their causes to light. I mean, if I just look at Adrian Gallagher... I think that's yeah. how you pronounce his surname. Yeah. <laughs> who, is, Aiden, yeah. who is the youngest ever Goodwill ambassador at the age of 14? You've got like Greta Thunberg protesting about the need for immediate action to combat climate change. So for me, it's really fascinating to see how these young children 
is actually stepping up and doing what some adults is not able to do. So for me, it's fantastic. And I was wondering with the boot camp that you guys had last year with the Ocean Heroes boot camp, was there any of those campaigns that they either started or, you know, that was kind of inspired either at the camp or what they were doing before that really left you inspired? Oh my gosh, so many of them. I can talk about Chloe May Espinosa, who, 10 year old, who came to camp as a passionate um, Californian, passionate about the ocean, and went back. And within a week of returning from camp, she had reached out to secure a meeting with her nutrition director for her school district and got them to eliminate plastic straws and plastic stirs from all schools across the district and all teachers' lounges across the district. And then not satisfied with that, she went to the two neighboring school districts and got the same commitment from them. So she wasn't even a student there, but she was able to get them to also make the same commitment. So 84 schools, I mean, roughly 10 million straws um, removed from distribution on a regular school year basis by one child. She was named by the Orange County Register as one of the 100 most influential people in Orange County. She's 10. Oh my, that's so inspiring. I know. And there's Leah Eider who went back to Arcata, which is uh, in a county in Northern California. And she was able to get them to, they're getting ready to pass one of the most comprehensive single use bans and policies in the United States. And it's because she brought forward at a city council meeting after returning from boot camp last year that she wanted to eliminate straws. And the city council said, look, we're not going to come at this item by item, but because of what you've asked for, we'll put together a group that will consider this issue and bring forward a recommendation. They assigned her to that to that working committee. And, and now here we are, and they're about to pass one of the most restrictive and comprehensive policies ever created. And then, you know, we've got ones in DC and Idaho and Mexico and the Cayman Islands. And I mean, they're just everywhere making incredible, incredible movements forward. Wow, that's really inspiring. I'm moved by that. I think it's phenomenal. And I'm super excited to what yeah. the next boot camp's going to bring up. And I mean, the next boot camp is starting on the 28th till the mm-hmm. 30th of June. So for any of our crazy birds or crazy birds, little birds that yes. want to get involved in, in any future boot camps, what can they do? So, yeah, so that boot camp is happening in partnership with OceanWise and the Vancouver Aquarium and the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, BC, in Canada. We are um, just finalizing and finishing up the heroes who will attend that camp. We've got 300 youth who are coming to that camp from 26 countries and 29 U.S. states and then three Canadian provinces. So it's a really diverse, very well-represented group who can then go back to their um, home country, states and provinces and begin to implement campaigns and recruit other youth for transformation. And the way that the birds can get involved is to go to the, the network site online at Ocean Heroes HQ. It's not quite up yet, but it will be up as that boot camp launches and they can pull together groups in the community where they are and they can train the same way that the boot campers are training. All of the information is there. All of the um, resources for creating campaigns are there and they can get started so that when the next boot camp comes up in 2020, they're ready to come to that camp and to engage with other change makers and, and hit the ground running. 
Well, I hope you crazy birds are hearing that. And is there also a way that our adults can also get involved in whether it is with donating or actually, well, donating money or donating our time? How can we also get involved? Yeah, so oceanheroes.blue is the boot camp website. And Emmy Kane from Lonely Whale is, is our personal internal hero who has been putting the boot camp together. And she is available there to find mentors for these youth. You know, there's in a lot of cases, you know, they get they get back and they might get blocked about, let's say, project management or perhaps they need a little bit of help. Um, with articulating the science or anything like that. So we do connect them with mentors so that they can be helped. And so um, if people were interested, if some of the crazy birds were interested in being mentors, then connecting with Emmy would be a great first step. And we would be really grateful to have their thought leadership to help these, these young heroes. Awesome. So we'll definitely link that website up in our show notes as well. So it's easier for them to just click and go. And Perfect. also, so what advice would you be able then to give to all the ocean heroes out there to kind of continue on their paths and not to give up hope when things are hard, you know, when they do get blocked, when some expenses pop up, people are telling you, no, 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 you can't do this. What advice would you give to them? I'd say just keep going. I mean, there's always a way around. There's always another approach. There's always a different path. You just got to keep going. And there are youth and young adults and older adults who are all rising up all over the globe to address this issue. I mean, it is zero hour, as Jamie Margolin at the Zero Hour Project would say. And we've got to, she's a youth activist as well. Amazing who created the, the Youth Climate March. And she's definitely a fin an affinity to Greta and the work that she's doing and the work that Greta's doing. I mean, I think let that be an inspiration. We're going to sort this out. We're going to solve this problem. It's going to take everybody getting engaged and staying engaged. And so, yeah, don't give up hope at all. If you have crazy birds out there who have companies that are really committed to sustainability, who want to be recognized and aligned with the return to ocean health, then we would love to align with you, whether and your CSR goals. Um, we are always looking to expand so we can accommodate and support more youth. We can support more youth campaigns. We have over 100 youth who are being traveled on scholarship that was generously donated by a group out of San Francisco called Battery Powered. So these, these kids who, who may not come from households that have that kind of cash are able to come from all over the world to attend the boot camp so they can be part of this change making. This is not one of those things where we're just, you know, if you happen to have some disposable income in your household, you get to participate. This is for every single person on this planet to participate in. The more support we get, the more support we give. That was my uh, message to the adults in the audience. Lisa, what has been one of your most important decisions that you have made around Mama Earth? You know, I think every day I try to, if, when I get information, I try to make personal decisions. So, you know, when we, when the drawdown book came out with the solutions about um, how we could directly measure our impacts to help reduce our carbon footprint. And one of them was the reduction of eating animals and the industrial production of animals. You know, I had, I, I did um, add meat back into my diet in my late twenties. But even then, I, would, I was only willing to eat meat if I knew where it was coming from. And now I'm almost back to being a vegetarian again because 
the impact is so significant and it's one of the quickest things that an adult can do is is limit your consumption of of animal protein and so when i learned facts when i i didn't have my eye on the prize around the plastic the single use plastic crisis that was happening but once i learned about that i began to affect changes in my own life and tell other people and invite them to to join in that and so i think our responsibility when we are given facts and information is to affect change for ourselves because we can that's the number one most quick thing we can do rather than just be like oh yeah yeah somebody's going to fix that you know we're all going to fix that so for me i try to do that on a regular basis as new information comes along yeah i mean with i'm um, just back to that point where you said you know we all think somebody's going to fix it at some point we need to kind of look in the mirror and just say to ourselves that that somebody today is you and that, yeah. you know, you can, you can make the change, you can take that first step. And by doing something just like by reducing your meat consumption, you are doing something and you are somebody. Yeah. And now we are going to move into our final five. So the first one is, what is one social media account or publication that you follow? So I was just talking about Project Drawdown, and there was a, a woman named Catherine Wilkinson who um, actually structured that. So Paul Hawkins was the author, and and Catherine Wilkinson was took the leadership in structuring a way to measure the drawdown impacts and communicate that in a way that allowed people to take independent and personal actions. So I follow her because she's just fascinating, and if you've never watched her TED Talk, I would highly recommend it. She's just really brilliant and practical and compassionate. And I appreciate those qualities. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? That her inhabitants step up, uh, especially the ones who seem to be in the driver's seat right now. So that would be my greatest hope is that we don't fail her. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? Pay attention to all the plastic that crosses your path and really consider whether or not those choices that you're making are absolutely necessary and then pledge to reduce that dramatically. We've got to get rid of single-use plastics. We use them on average for about five minutes and they stay in the environment forever. I mean, they break down a couple thousand years, but what we're seeing is that they break into microplastics in the ocean and they never go away. So we've got to stop using single-use plastics. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? Yeah, I like to give them shocking statistics. <laughs> like right now, every second, 20,000 single-use plastic water bottles are coming onto the market. Every second, wow. 20,000 single-use plastic water bottles are entering the marketplace. I mean, if that doesn't blow your mind, to understand how completely out of control we are with single-use plastics, I don't know how to get your attention. <laughs> yeah, it is. Honestly, it's insane. Like, can you imagine how many bottles like has been sold in like since we started this conversation? It's phenomenal. Right. And right. Lisa, where can people actually find you? So I'm easiest to find through Captain Planet Foundation, and I'm super findable there. I don't personally have a bunch of social media accounts because I just. Um, don't have time to keep up with them um, in any sort of meaningful and um, reasonable way. And so um, so I do that through the Captain Planet Foundation uh, accounts. So you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook 
on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and um, you can find me at the foundation or running around working with kids. That's so inspiring. And thank you so much, Lisa, for being Thank on the podcast you. and I'm sure our crazy birds is going to learn a few things and I can't wait he- to hear more about all the wonderful children that was at this coming boot camp so please do keep us updated I will for sure and thank you so much for thinking to have us on board and to talk about the boot camp it's really near and dear to our hearts as you can tell you're most welcome thank you so much and that's a wrap thank you so much for listening You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.